Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy hump day. Hope everybody's having a blessed day. Don't forget to hump someone you love today. And there's no greater segue than that to the girl that I love. There never is. I can't believe it's Wednesday. In some ways, it feels like a long week. And in some ways, it feels like a short week. And I feel like the week is going by and I don't have enough time. But on the other hand, I woke up today. I'm like, it could be Thursday. It really could be. Maybe it should be. Maybe if people cared, it would be Thursday. Maybe if people cared about Thursday, you would know what it's like for you to wake up and it not be Thursday. To me, it feels like Sunday because I have lived a thousand lives since we last spoke to you all on this podcast. Mainly, I watched what is probably the most disturbing documentary I've ever seen. Wow. And I'm going to call someone out because I only heard about the documentary on Remy Bader's Instagram. And Remy, the fact that I had to watch this, I blame you for. You should be deplatformed for putting this out in the universe. Okay. Did she tell you to watch it? Did she recommend it or she just mentioned it? Just mentioned that it was wild. And then I saw it somewhere else on TikTok. I'm like, oh, this is clearly something people are talking about. Let me watch it. Now I watched it with Ben and Ben is mad at me. So therefore, if A equals B and B equals C, Ben is also mad at Remy Bader. He doesn't know it yet, but he is. And let me, I just need to say that nobody should watch this documentary. And people had said, Claudia, you're not going to believe the turn that it takes. And I didn't. I didn't believe the turn that it takes. Now, I won't spoil it, but it's about this cult. And it wasn't a very successful cult, but it was interesting because they were like, you know, digital. They live streamed their entire day 24-7, so there was so much footage. And essentially, the cult leader, as all good cult leaders do believe, believed that she was God. And they were she? No. They were all doing drugs, you know, and drinking, 24-7 nonstop for like 15 years. And this, you know, Mother God, they called her, this leader, her real name was Amy. She pretty much drunk herself to death. She also had anorexia and she was really like believed that the smaller the weight she was, she would ascend higher to heaven, you know, making her lighter. So we saw... It's giving math. We saw (laughs) this woman, Jackie, for probably the last two years of her life, drink herself to death. And so all the footage, she's getting smaller and smaller. She's getting more decrepit and more decrepit. And because she's like very spiritual, she is not taking any medicine. They don't believe in 3D doctors. 3D is what we would call reality. And so she just drinks these tinctures of basically metal and she turns blue. She's gray. And then by the very end, she is blue. And I was shook that like, I mean, I guess that for most of it, she was still alive. But like, I would say for like the last couple of weeks, she was like a dead person. Like, but she had a pulse, you know, she couldn't walk. They were, she wasn't speaking. They were putting her in the bath. But this like, was what she wanted. Yes. To yes. ascend. To ascend. I I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, I will be haunted forever. What's haunting about it? Like, these are people, like nutty people making their own choices to no, be no. nutty. What is haunted is the the physical, the visual of someone who is so bones. Okay. Blue. Blue. Jackie, she was blue. I swear to God, it looked like paint. She was blue. And then when she actually died, her followers kept her body in a hotel room for a few days. And they were like doing all this like electromagnetic. They're like, look, she's stimulating energy. Like, and so we were just she watching. She might have been from all the metal. Yes, she that's what Ben was saying. <laughs> she was magnetic. So they took these like devices up to her foot and they're like, look, it's going up. I'm like, yeah, she's literally a statue. She's, she's metal. She's filled with metallic. Then the hotel was getting suspicious. So they took her body out into the woods and were like waiting for the ascension. They, they thought this like, you know, Was it a nice starship. hotel? No, no. They didn't have a lot of money, but they were like doing a lot of live streams, selling that metal product, those tinctures to people, um, lots of products, you know, doing booking sessions for healing. I will never in my life get that visual out of my head. The, the documentary starts with a picture of this like alien body. That's how the police discovered this body. And we're like, I wonder where this alien comes into play. And then slowly over time, you realize like this woman who was like a normal looking blonde lady then Burnett is the alien. Like comes the alien. Jackie, me and Ben, we could not believe what we were watching. Like it was freak show at its finest. It was all live streamed. There was so much to unpack, like the Dr. Phil of it all. But 
for me, like I, and they had people who are a part of the cult in the documentary. They're still very much, but like Amy is God. They were crying about her death. They, you know, some of them went back to their normal lives, but some of them still, there was this one lady who was so, this was just like what people weren't saying. This was a group of mentally ill people. And one of the people who was, in my opinion, the most brainwashed, she had showed up. All these people like found well, Amy online. Were they mentally ill when they arrived or they became mentally ill? Both. They were susceptible. They were vulnerable. Okay. And, but they, they were all mentally ill. Like it's like some of the stuff that they were saying, it was just beyond. And this one woman who I think was probably the most vulnerable, she, all these people found Amy online and Amy, you know, invited them to join. So they all like lived in this cabin. They were always moving. And this one woman joined and brought her four kids. No. And it was, it was a crack den. Like they were, they were, it's not like, okay, you want to be wooey, wooey, hippie, like sit in the grass, harmless, but they were all doing drugs. No, that's child abuse. Yeah, and the lady's mom did eventually come pick up the kids and she didn't see them for many years and she was like, it's really tough, but like this is what Mother God wants. Um, she was like the most vulnerable and she's still like, she was crying when she was telling the story about Mother God dying. Like it, like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Please do not watch this documentary. Like it was really upsetting. Well, it sounds like you kind of like gave away the ending yeah. anyway. Like the alien is Amy and she goes blue. Duke and Dadu. I just want to say that for me, Blue I don't Dadu. think this was the... Was that her name? <laughs> was that the name of the documentary? Blue Dadu. I just want to <laughs> say one of my takeaways from the documentary, and I don't think this was many takeaways from, the, from for many people, like the people of Hawaii will not be fucked with. Like when she was dying, they were like, I got a call from the Galactics. Oh, <laughs> one of the core tenets of this cult is that like Robin Williams posthumously like is a part of this cult he's one of the leaders he speaks to mother god and mother god tells him his message so they're like robin said we have to go to hawaii does robin know did robin know he was a part of this cult or he's just kind of like someone that they've you know that's a good question because the the cult spans many years and i'm sure one of those years is when robin williams died yeah hmm, i don't know they didn't bring it up but robin williams said we have to go to hawaii so they take this woman who literally is blue cannot walk is skin and bones they can put her on a plane Okay, they get to Hawaii and like the in Kauai, the local people start to figure out that there's this woman claiming she's God and they're very spiritual people that they're all living in this house. And then it becomes like a thing in the community. People start protesting and then she really angers everyone by saying, I am, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name. They have this God of, of nature or something. It's really like a very powerful, important person in the Hawaii community. And she says, I am her. Oh my God. Blasphemous. They run this woman out of town. They get her out. Like no one has in Colorado, in Oregon, they've never been able to like crack. The, the police know about her. There's nothing they could do. People of Hawaii got her out in weeks. Like do not fuck with the people of Hawaii, bitch. Yeah. It was so dumb. Please don't watch it. Wasn't gonna. Never heard of it. Certainly not tempted now, but um, thanks for the synopsis. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'll, yeah, I'm not okay. What was it called? Love Has Won. Because that was the name of their cult, LHW. That's really a bad cult name. Yeah. That's how you know. And That's how you know. I think the making of a good cult documentary is when they have former members. Okay. And who can really, who are now out of it and can see how nutty it was. And there were only two people in the documentary who left the cult, but they still like spoke about it with reverence and like, I don't know. It wasn't, they didn't go hard enough for me, you know? Yeah, because if everybody's still in the cult for the most part and there's no one who's trying to get just, like who needs justice here? No one. It's just kind of like a bunch of freaks doing their thing. Yeah, I guess it was a victimless crime. Yeah, and so when no one's like, there's no actionable items. No one's upset about what's right, like going on. The one on. person who died is the person who started it and she wanted to die. She chose to. It's hard to become moved to action when there's nothing yeah. to be done. And like sometimes That's true. you got to let your freak flag fly. And everybody's looks different. They let their freak, freak flag fly a little too close to the sun though. I feel like freak is one of those words that's going to get canceled soon. Oh, interesting. And so I've got to use it as much as I can. Freak, 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 or freak, it's freak, the opposite. Freak, freak. I have to stop so that they can't find old footage. But before it's like, you know, part of the cancellation. The, the group. Freak, 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 for freak, freak. 
That's a good call. But no, sometimes freak is the best word. I feel like freak was an integral word in our childhood. Like, it was. Oh, she's a freak. Freaky. Like, <laughs> freak. I don't know if it was like a family thing or it was a cultural thing at the time. Like, when we were all people our age, were you guys also like saying freak all the time? And we need to make it make freak cool again. Like, we need to bring it back. We do need to bring it back. But then so many things would be canceled if it was canceled. One, Freaky Friday, the movie. That was a freaky film. The song but by Chris Brown. Right? I woke up in Chris Brown's body. Oh, yeah. I think that song is already canceled for different reasons, having nothing to do with the language, you know? No, I don't think so. All the celebrities were in the video. Yeah, but now I think we all, as a culture, look back on that and to say, why was Kendall Jenner in a Chris Brown music video? Right. At least I do. I thought it at the time because I'm better than everybody else. Also, Victoria Justice, Victoria's Freak the Freak Out. She did a double freak. What I'm gonna do now is freak the freak. The soundtrack of that incredibly dumb show had absolutely no business popping off in the way that it did there were so many songs no and that's how I feel about a lot of Disney music Nickelodeon yes. music like those songwriters where are they now who wrote the climb and what have they done since because I'll tell you that person is Beethoven agreed the Beethoven of our time even like Kenny Ortega how He's come still he, out there doing his thing. How come he never ascended? Okay, it was written by someone named Jesse Alexander. Okay. She has had her songs recorded by Trisha Yearwood, Little Big Town. She's very country. Of course, that's why it's good. A most recent um, song, I, I, I don't know many of these. The Climb is definitely her biggest. Her most recent song was for Midland, Sunrise Tells the Story. I should go and listen to all the songs that she's worked on. I'm sure I would love them. You should. Oh. Oh. Mm. She wrote, um, it sounds a little bit like my daddy. I don't cuss around my mama. Got some words you never heard unless he come from down yonder. That's by Morgan Wallen. That's a song. I, that's, I think, maybe the only song I know of hers besides all of these others. And she's a woman? Yes. It's a... And androgynous name. Yes, but only a woman could write a song as beautiful as The Climb, like for all. Agreed. It's um, it's from a woman's voice. We have such a great show today because we have Dear Toasters. We have an update from a somewhat recent one that kind of divided the community. Okay. We also have Time Person of the Year, we which do. I really, and I have something insane to say. We have a lot to break down from her first sit-down interview in four years. Very long article. Did you read I, the whole I didn't thing? I think so. I did read the whole thing. Maybe I was almost at the bottom when I gave up, but I got the juice. Uh, and I have something to say about the article, so I'm ready to dive in. Okay. So without further ado-do-do-do about someone who was blue-do-do-do-do, mm. here are the fast high stories that you need to know. Mother God was giving Bluey. Is Bluey blue? Yes. The dog. Is it a dog? It's a cartoon. Like, it's a little caricature. No, but he's a dog, right? I don't know. I don't watch, but I know that he's blue. I feel like I've watched more than you, Bluey. I watched it with Kayla. He might be a blue dog. Yeah, blue he's dog. blue. He's blue. Confirmed, Bluey is blue. Maybe he was inspired by Mother God herself. Maybe it's kind of a subliminal message to make people join LHW. <gasps> and they're Are you saying it's propaganda? They're indoctrinating the children. Bluey is a cult leader. Bluey is a cult leader. No, you know who's a cult leader? Us. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Olivia sent yeah. me the funniest like blog about why Mickey Mouse is one of the Kim Jongs and how like the way that he runs Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, like it's North Korea. Let me just read this one quote and you'll, okay. and you'll know so exactly what I'm is saying. Is the article saying that Mickey Mouse is pushing like... North Korean propaganda no. or there's just a lot of similarities he's he's inspired by supreme leader okay. that's what okay. it is so okay. amongst other references that they cite and they do have a theory that all of his friends are being like kept underground in his clubhouse and they can't escape but for sure 
Mickey Mouse is essentially a Kim Jong. They don't do exercise, they do mouse-ker-size. They don't use tools, they use mouse tools. They mm. eat mouse food. They <laughs> breathe mouse air. They hang out in Mickey Park. They live in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. The password is Miska Muska Mickey Mouse. The entire clubhouse is an architectural nightmare effigy of Mickey himself. Mm-hmm. Mickey is essentially the dear leader of his own vanity-fueled universe. Imagine how how the other clubmates feel living in that world and, so having, and having to pretend they enjoy it. They are clearly under duress. Yeah, like there's like individuality is illegal in Mickey Mouse land. And that's true for North Korea as well. Everything is a shrine to Mickey. Mickey-shaped. Everything. I, I was, in the book we were reading last night, there's a chair... And it looks like Mickey. It's giving Kim Jong-un. Yeah. So that's just something for you to chew on the next time you're watching. The next time you're eating your Mouska food. <laughs> In the Mouska clubhouse. All right. Well, our stories are brought to you by Rakuten. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because our members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,700 stores across every category. That includes beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, etc. So you're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not be saving money while doing it? It's truly a no-brainer. We're always shopping, but this time of year, especially gifts for those you love, for thyself, Lots of money being spent this year, so shop smarter, not harder, with Rakuten. It's the smartest way to save money when you shop because you can stack holiday sales on top of cashbacks and maximize your savings. You can shop through Rakuten for everyone on your gift list this holiday, earn cash back on clothing and shoes for a fashionista, toys and games for the little ones, electronics for your tech connoisseur. The stories, uh, the stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares that commission with its members. So you get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. They have 17 million members who are already saving. You can get the free Rakuten app and download the free browser extension. They're going to find you the best deal sales and coupons they're doing all the work for you at amazing brands like Macy's Adidas Walmart Nike Bloomingdale's Blue Mercury YSL Beauty Wine.com Samsung Sephora Kiehl's Tot Cosmetics Fenty Beauty Dyson if you're treating yourself to a Dyson Airwrap this season be smart because that thing will uh cost you a mortgage so download the Rakuten app for free. Download the uh, browser extension that's also for free. And just start shopping. You know, start shopping, start saving this holiday season. Today's episode is also brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time. All in one place, all on your terms. So whatever reason you might have for wanting to start a website or maybe revamp your website, website, whether you have a side hustle, you work in e-commerce, you own a small business, Squarespace is the place to go because it can be very overwhelming and kind of intimidating to build a website. Like some people literally go to like trade school for that. No, we just have Squarespace and it's so easy. So if you want to, you know, showcase an asset library, like if you're a photographer, a videographer, an artist, a graphic designer who wants to show like a portfolio of work, you can upload, organize and access all your content from one place. You can sell custom merch. You can showcase video collections. Their website templates are really flexible. So get started with one of the website templates. They look very professional. They have designs for every category. And then you'll be able to customize your look, update your content, and add features that fit your unique needs. What I love most is, especially if you're using Squarespace for e-commerce and you also want to sell in person, whether you're doing like a trade show or something, they have a point of sale. So you can sell in person by connecting a Square reader to the Squarespace app. It'll keep your orders, your inventory, and your customer data in sync with your online store. So everything will be organized and clean just for you. So check out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash toast to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That's squarespace.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by the GameTime app. You should not have to worry about when to buy tickets for your next big event. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in pricing, and views from your seats, plus their best price guaranteed, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Their all-in prices show you your total up front. So you know what you're getting and that you're getting a great deal before you check out. Nothing worse than like scouring, finding decently priced tickets, and then going to check out. And it's actually double the price because of fees. GameTime is going to show you the actual price up front. 
You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. The app is very easy to use. Um, they have tickets on. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. So you can find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you'll pick the section and game time will pick the seats for big time savings. And of course, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets somewhere else in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code toast for $20 off your your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code toast for $20 off. That's T-O-A-S-T. Download game time today. Last minute ticket deals, lowest price, guaranteed. Great. Thank you. Our first story of the year, Times Person of the Year. Our first story of the day, Times Person of the Year is here. And after much debate by us yesterday over the finalists, they decided it should be Taylor Swift. I have so many questions about the process because it's clear in the interview this process is months long. Starting in the summer, they were in Santa Clara for that show there, like kind of evaluating her for person of the year. Um, The year like wasn't even halfway over, but Mm -hmm. very interesting. I wonder if they do sort of this with everybody who's nominated and then pick a winner and everybody else gets like a little blurb elsewhere. That's fair. Um, So I have a lot to say. Okay. The first thing I want to say is I told you so. Like I knew this was going to be it and it's so major, you know? The second thing I want to say is very crazy and and very controversial. I think there's a chance that Taylor Swift listens to the toast. I did not have a dissimilar thought. Okay, because she said two things. Now, the first wasn't, didn't raise my eyebrows that much. She used the word nefarious. We didn't invent that word. It's a word. We definitely use it more than other people our age. It's something that's associated with us, but we by no means invented it. No, and it's definitely a word for the reasons that we love it. It's also a word that she would love too. Yes, because it's very she's dis- a wordsmith. It's descriptive. You know exactly. It, it's punchy. So I could see her separately, parallel thinking, arriving at the same word. Then she said something else. I saw what and she said. When she was asked about Beyonce, she was explaining why she loves Beyonce and how Beyonce is just a precious gem of a person. I I rest my case. I saw that too. And then it got me going back to be like, where and when did we start saying that? Like we've been saying that since 2018 at least. Did we get it from something that maybe she got it from, like it resonated with her too? Or did we totally make that up? I don't even know what's did we, ours. Did we invent precious gem of a man or a woman? I feel, I don't know. I can't think of a reference of like a movie or somewhere where we got it from. Yeah. And the thing is with the toast, like you can, you know, deny that you listen to it. But based on the way you talk, like we'll be able to tell, you also, know. Also, the trash takes itself out. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Now, we didn't invent that. No, and we didn't say it like that. We said that we were going to take the trash out. Also, trash taking itself out, when does that happen? You got to take out your trash. Yeah, no, I just think, I know we sound crazy. I think there's a chance. I, I had like a split second of a thought. I was like, oh, she sounds like toasty, but I didn't actually think maybe she listens. But then one more thing. What? She heard Travis's podcast about her, so she's not unfamiliar with the act of listening to a podcast. She's not unfamiliar with the medium. She's not. I just wanted to say that I think it's possible. Now, I know I'm delusional, but... I actually don't think that she could listen to our podcast because of how much we talk about her. I know. Even though most of it's positive, I wouldn't want to hear people talk about me every single day and like with the end probably half of more than half of what we say and theorize about her is wrong is wrong and that'd be really frustrating like her screaming at the podcast like no we started dating way long ago that wasn't our hard launch at the first game I just think there's a chance and I wanted to say that okay now so many other things to take away from the article. It was really well done. And she hasn't done like a full-blown sit-down interview, like no holds bar in a really long time. And there were a lot of interesting things that I noted. I think I saw people, you know, I think a lot of people are like getting tired of hearing about Kanye and 
Scott Borchetta and Scooter. And like, I, I understand what people say when they're like, it's like enough already. But I also do understand the notion, like this is her Roman empire, you know? Mm -hmm. And and what I really appreciated the journalist being like is the way Taylor talks about how she lost everything before reputation. Like she didn't leave her house. Her career was taken from her. From the, you know, the consumer POV, like, yeah, it was a scandal, but I never thought like Taylor wasn't coming back from it. You know, she bounced back with reputation and it was just as big, if not bigger. So the, the author was like, I was going to say that, but like, I'm not going to, Tell her. invalidate her experience. Like this happened to her and that's how she she processed it. But I felt the same way. Like I never really thought of it as like this monumental thing, but for Taylor and her experience it was. And I understand not being able to stop talking about something that happened to you. Like I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And on the one hand it was like, okay, it's a scandal, move on. But on the other hand, like there was something about it that really upended everything about her persona. Yeah. Like it was very big. Yes. For her. And it changed the way a lot of people thought about her and felt about her. At the her. time. Yes. Yeah. But it's always that hindsight thing. Like after a scandal, the moment you're like, ah. Yeah. And then years later, you're like, who cares? But I also think her reaction to it made it bigger. Like she said, she stayed at home for a year, you know. Yes. Making it. If she had just sort of like even put something out and like went back and forth with them it would have kept moving but it, we all stood still in it for a year until she came back with like in a revenge album which made it Help. even bigger um still at the restaurant still sitting in the corner i haunt like she didn't move she didn't move so none of us could move on yeah yeah that's true and i also just did really appreciate she said something so true it's like the music industry just throws like young girls into the spotlight and sometimes it hits and they're never old enough to really understand, process, protect themselves. And by the time they get to an age where they're like ready for it, they're tossed out like, you know, yesterday's trash and new young girls are brought in. So she's like, the fact that I'm experiencing this undeniable peak when I'm old enough to understand it, to deal with it and like process it is so crazy. Yeah, I thought that was really smart too, especially after just reading Britney Spears's book. It's like by oh, the yeah. time, well, she never really got the hang of the industry just because she's not cut out for it. Like she's not yeah. cutthroat, like, you know, just too naive nice. and sweet. Um, but by the time you figure it out, you're out of the game. Right. And, and it's so like, the is, fact that she, is it intentional? Because it's like, they don't want you to have it figured out, but also right. they don't want you to be old. Right. Even right. though like so the 29 that, is not old. No, but the fact that she's like conscious of living in a peak right now, she said, I'm like the strongest and most trusting I've ever been. Like I can handle what's going on right now. Like that was so cool. Yeah. No, and you can like, enjoy I loved it. it instead of being yeah. like so fearful and also, or being so, I feel like this happens to some artists where they're so successful, they're touring, they're making huge hits, but they are in shitty contracts where they're not actually making close to the amount of money that they should. Like she yep. can't, she's making all the money for herself. Like she can enjoy the spoils of her success. It's a, it's a great time. Um, and then I screenshotted this part. Obviously she was asked about Travis. So given her complex history with public interest in her dating life, I say it seems noteworthy that her relationship with Kelsey has played out so publicly. Swift gently pushes back. This all started when Travis very adorably put me on blast on his podcast, which I thought was metal as hell. She says, we started hanging out Wait, right after that. Not to be like a boomer. What does that mean? Metal as hell? I don't know. I think it means like, like so rock star, I think. Okay. Cool. I think. We started hanging out right after that. So we actually had a significant amount of time that no one knew, which I'm grateful for because we got to know each other. When was the, the time podcast? I, when would, did she rock the stage at Arrowhead? When she rocked the stage. I don't know. I can't even search Taylor Swift's Arrowhead now. By the time I went to that first game, we were a couple. I think some people think that that was our first date at the game. We would never be psychotic enough to hard launch at a first date. The larger point for her is that there's nothing to hide. When you, quote, when you say a relationship is public, that means I'm going to see him do what he loves. We're showing up for each other and other people are there and we don't care, she says, quote. The opposite of that is that you have to go to an extreme amount of effort to make sure no one knows that you're seeing someone and we're just proud of each other. That's a swipe for sure. Yeah, that's a swipe, right? That's why I screenshotted it. Yeah, that's a swipe at Mr. Comparing Mr. Joseph notoriously, notoriously private and former relationship. It's also her saying, even though you guys pick up on it through her music, it's her saying, like, that's not what I wanted for a relationship. Right, right. No, I loved this. I My only issue with this entire feature is that 
the photos were gorgeous. I especially loved the one with the cat. It was very funny. Her bangs were up the whole time. And I think like Taylor Swift's bangs are a core, it's a cornerstone of her brand. They've carried us through. I really feel that way. And for them to just kind of blow dry them up into her hairline, like I thought was disrespectful. And like you can't capture the essence of Taylor Swift without her iconic bangs. Her bangs. Her bangs. There's one photo with bangs with um, the hair in her face. Do you see it? Scroll down. You're covering it. No, no, no. I'm not. I just, here. Yeah, okay, but there were, I'm talking about the covers. There were three different covers, and the bangs were up in all of them. I didn't know you were so into the bangs and attached to the bangs. I mean, it's Taylor Swift coded. I guess so. I never thought too much about her bangs. Like, this is her kind of, this is like a lifetime achievement thing. Like, you want her to look like herself. Yeah, they didn't really do that. They tried, like, new stylish artistic. things. Artistic. Artistic, which, um... Not, like, necessary, but, like, it should be, like, a portrait. Agreed. But that's also me being very literal, and uh, but I am a literal person. You are. I'm not, like, artistic, abstract whatsoever. Same. I'm very right side. Like, I want portrait, maybe even by an art, I don't know. Ellen Von Norworth. Annie Leibovitz. Love, maybe like a, she's naked from the back and she's wearing a sheet she, across her bosom and she's turned, turned to, to the, the side. side. Very Miley Cyrus, Vanity Fair. Like that's what, that's what it should have been. Yeah. So all in all, I love this. And especially I'm glad we went through all the people who have won it in previous years because noting how few music, creative, art people have won makes it like a, an even bigger deal because it really is a global thing. Yes, I agree. And I still can't think of one person who, when we looked at the list yesterday, who's comparable in winning. So this is kind of like a first. Yeah, it's major. It is major. So I wonder what they do with all the other interviews of the other, do they always have an interview with the star? Like if they had Putin as the winner, do they get a sit down? That's a good question. Can you interview Putin? I think so. Actually, I just saw a TikTok. Megyn Kelly was talking about the craziest time of her life when she interviewed Putin. Yeah, like, I think, but I don't know if Time would interview Putin. R- right. Putin. That's a good call. Putin. Or like, or President Xi, like, does he want to talk to Time magazine? Right. I'm going to say no. Because even though, like, for us, this is, like, the person of the year global, like, to them, it's just, like, some... An American silly publication. Silly American fodder. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's why they did Taylor. Yeah. So... I'm here for it, and I think it's an accurate representation of the year. I agree. And I think they were able to make this meteor by talking about like the economic effects and how it really, you know, world domination. And it's like, why are you going to give it to the Jerome Powell when it's Jerome Powell's talking about Taylor Swift effect? Right, right. When all these world leaders are like licking her boots. Yeah. So I think that they made it make sense. And it's very, it was well done. It was well done and well earned as well. And fun for the fans to get to hear from Taylor. I think this is probably one of the biggest accomplishments for Taylor. I don't think really, I mean, even though she acts like every award is so meaningful to her, like I think that this is something that's major above all else. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting the people who Time chose to speak to, like on her behalf. Like, of course, they spoke to her mom. They spoke to Phoebe Bridgers. I think that... um, Phoebe Bridgers, I like. I know you're not. I'm not like a big fan either. But I think she's really um, well respected as a songwriter, and I think they wanted that to like shine through for Taylor. So I think that's why they chose her. Stevie Nicks, um, Shonda Rhimes, yeah. Um, and I loved that little Kenny Chesney anecdote. Oh yeah, that's how it started. Yeah, but like she had been booked on this Kenny Chesney tour, and it was like the biggest deal of her life. She was gonna, she was like crying, and then they brought on a, a beer company to be the sponsor of the tour. And Taylor was not eighteen yet, or twenty one. She was maybe. seventeen. She was seventeen. I think you have to be eighteen. And she um, lost the gig, and she was so fucking upset. And Kenny Chesney like remembered that, and like a year or two later, once she was uh, eighteen, he gave her the gig again, and that's like what started it all. Oh, he gave her the job. Yeah, I thought he the, just gave her a check. Oh, wait. In the article, they said they gave her a check at her and 18, the gig. N- okay, hold on. Some months later. So she got the gig. At her 18th birthday, she saw his promoter. He handed her a card from Chesney that read, I'm sorry you couldn't come on the tour, so I wanted to make it up to you. With the note was a check. It was for more money than I'd ever seen in my life. I was able to pay my band bonuses. I was able to pay for my tour buses. I was able to fuel my dreams. 
Oh, wait. It could be interpreted either way. I think he just gave her money. Also, I'm pretty sure at 18, you still can't be with a liquor right, sponsor. Right. I'm pretty sure you can't work with a liquor sponsor until you're 25. Until you're 25. Yes. Um, wait. I mis- I misunderstood that. That's even crazier. He just gave her a check? Yeah. And then I was going to ask you, like, how much do you think the check was for? Um, $100,000. Actually, what year was it? Inflation. You know, the economy. 50. 50,000? Yeah. That would pay for band bonuses, tour buses, and field dreams? 100 at least. Yeah, because I think a tour bus, I think I read this somewhere once. Actually, I was like looking into doing maybe a tour bus for my comedy tour once. It's like a joke, but it was like expensive. Like a decent one is like 10 grand a week. Okay, so probably at least 100. Eight. Yeah. Six figures. Wow, love Kenny Chesney. Oh, I also loved the Kelly Clarkson shout out. Of course. When she was talking about her re-recording, she was like, you know, people would say it and like literally every time I ran into Kelly Clarkson, she would tell me to re-record my music and like my parents told me to do it, but it just felt like such a an undertaking. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. I love that she always credits Kelly Clarkson. While it's like, it's it's kind of a parallel thinking idea. It's not like a unique idea that Kelly had. Yeah. Because other people in Taylor's life told her to do it, but I love that she always credits Kelly. Right. And also it sounds like she ran into Kelly over the years and Kelly continued to say to do it. Yeah, it was not just the tweet. We all know about the tweet. But Taylor said, I would run into Kelly Clarkson and she would always, multiple, always tell me to do the re-recordings. Yeah. Our queen. Queen, queen, matching queen. Yeah. So, fun time person of the year. Always a fun thing to talk about. It's the end of the year. We have another uh, of the year for today's stories. Oh, what is it? It's at the end. Okay. I think it'll be a fun one. And Fast food chain of the year? What is it? Fast food chain of the year? No, but what would be your fast food chain of this year? Oh, personal. Yeah. Well, this was like my year of health. So like I actually didn't eat a lot of fast food. You know what it would be for us? Sonic. Yes. Yeah. The year we discovered Sonic. So good. Are you ready so for good. our next story? Yes. It's a bit of an update from yesterday's story about Amy and TJ because now their exes, Andrew Shu and Marilee Feibig, are dating after bonding over the traumatic cheating experience. So the ex-spouses of scandalous news couple TJ Holmes and Amy Roback have gotten closer. Page Six has officially exclusively learned they are dating, according to multiple sources. We're told the couple have been dating for about six months after bonding over the experience of being cheated on. Quote, it turned into something else and they're connected over their values. It's bigger than the affair now. They're told that the hurt is over and the duo has moved on. They're not heartbreaking and sad, heartbroken and sad. They are moved on. This is like one of my favorite romantic tropes. It's giving Shania Twain. Yeah. A lot of, that was I my thought first of it immediately. Shania Twain's husband literally cheated on her with her best friend and left her and went with the best friend. So Shania ended up marrying the best friend's ex-husband who also got left and they're still together. Wife swap. Literally wife swap. What are other like classic examples of that? I don't think there are For that me, many. it's always like Shania. Yeah, but that would be like a good book idea. Yes. And the thing is, it's not really that crazy of an idea because it's like it's if not, A equals B and B equals C and C equals D, then A equals D. It's logic. Because if these two people like, could TJ like each other. TJ liked Amy and Amy liked Brian or whatever his name is. It makes sense that the person who once liked TJ through the transitive property would like Brian. It's A equals D. Yes. A equals B and B equals C and C equals D. Then A equals D. Did I not just say that? Oh, did you? I, I missed the D. Okay. It's A equals D. By the way, it makes complete logical sense. Like all these people obviously just have similar tastes. Right. Similar interests. They probably all values look are they're probably all on the same category of looks. Yeah, same yeah, they're level, all like, like good looking. Same yeah. league, league. League, yeah. It should happen more often. I would say if you, if you get cheated on, the first person you should try and call call for if you're when you're ready for love is the <laughs> so ex. True. That is so and true. If it happened at the, like you guys got cheated on at the same time, you will both need the same amount of time r- to grieve. Roughly to grieve, to get over it and then be ready again. Your timeline, your taxi cabs are lining up. So fucking true. That's a silver lining about getting cheated on, but hopefully you don't get cheated on with someone single. Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> then it's like, we're all losers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. 
hopefully you get cheated on by so i didn't even think of that as like an, an option i think that happens a lot <laughs> i think it most is most of the time yeah damn so we can't help you there no are you ready for our next story yeah paris hilton is revealing uh one of the heartbreaking reasons why she opted for surrogacy Okay. So Paris Hilton is doing a lot of press because her new show, Paris in Love, yes. is out. She did an expansive interview with Romper, and she explained that she still has so much PTSD from what she went through at Utah's Provo Canyon School for Troubled Youth. So oh, wow. she said, if I'm in a doctor's office, I get a shot, anything, I will literally have a panic attack and I can't breathe. I just knew that would not be healthy for me or the baby growing inside of someone who has such high anxiety. So when she was at the school, she talked about in her book, she she was like physically, sexually, and emotionally abused. And they would subject her to gynecological exams against <gasps> her will and like hold her down. And oh my God. So now she has a fear of doctors. Obviously. So and didn't think that she could go through all of that pregnant. I might have chills. Yeah. Well, that's makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I still think like one of the craziest things Paris Hilton's ever done is like have a full blown kid and not even tell her mom and or her sister. Like, and then I do it again. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she did it twice. Like that's so iconic. I know. I did the episode with Olivia when we announced that she had a baby girl and her kids are 11 months apart. It's so, so nice. amazing. And then she brought her home for the holidays. No. Obsessed. And her name is London and it's giving London Tipton who was inspired yeah. by Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton. Life imitating art imitating life. Life imitating art imitating life. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I do think a lot of people who don't know Paris like or what she's about or read her book like we're probably like oh why did she just opt to have a surrogate and right you know what maybe she had been through. Mm -hmm. This is it. Is that a memoir you would recommend? Yes. Okay, speaking of memoirs, we would recommend, I started Kenan's book yesterday after we like decided it would be the perfect thing to read. And <laughs> it's, it's not my, it's not, it's not for me. I'm going to finish it because I'm like 20% in and it's short and I want to reach my goal. But I really feel like exactly how we described it yesterday as, you know, he's never really opened up about what he's been through. I, I feel like he's still not opening up. Like it's so, it's so surface level. That's a risk you run with a memoir. And also, What's funny, I just though, think is that, Kenan, that, that article that I chose yesterday, like the, the point of the article was about him saying like, I'm going there, I'm writing a memoir, like what, this is the time to go there. And by the way, maybe he does go there. I'm literally only maybe 20, 25%. Maybe in. he's just glazing it, over his childhood because you typically don't like the childhood part of the memoir, but he was but a child he's not star. Even going in he's not going in chronological order because he's talking a lot about being a parent oh. and how, you know, he grew up like very middle class. So he like really struggles with how to like give his kids stuff uh -huh. because he grew up with, you know, not, not nothing, but much less than he has now and he doesn't want to spoil them. So it's not chronological. He hasn't talked about like SNL yet. It's just like, it's really not good. That's disappointing. I know. And, and surprising. Overall, it's not funny. Disappointing and surprising given everything we said yesterday about how he is a writer. He is funny. He does have an interesting story. We don't know it. I, I don't hear his voice in there at all. Like, it's really, um, it's, it's not, it's, I'm not enjoying it. It happens. But like, I'm ready for the juice, you know? Yeah. And in his, in the prologue, he's like, I, I'm going to get to it. Like he's met everyone. Elon Musk, Obama, like everyone's been on SNL. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Are you ready for our next story? What number is this? Four. Yes. Ariana Maddox will make her Broadway debut as Roxy Hart in Chicago. And she did not win Dancing with the Stars last night. No, someone else won. Yeah, I didn't know anyone in the top four besides Ariana. And I didn't know the person who won. I've not heard his name before. Me neither, but... Um, we won't spoil it, and also because I still don't know his name. But also because I don't want to spoil it. I thought a girl won. Really? <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I thought... <laughs> Hold on. Oh, my God. Hold oh on. My God. Oh, Jason Mraz was in the top. I didn't even know that. I didn't know he was on the season. Yeah, hold on. Oh, um, 
Okay, wait, you might be right. Yeah, because she kept coming up on my TikTok and she was cute as a fucking button. Okay, yeah, it was a girl. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right. I just saw like a picture of the top four and there was like, I guess it's all men and women. I don't know. I don't know any. You know, no, it's okay. Well, I certainly Um, didn't spoil it then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. I guess we still don't know who's going to (laughs) win. Man or woman, Um, tune in to find out. But Ariana did not win. That was the point. That was the point, but she's winning, stays winning, because she will be playing Roxy Hart in a limited eight-week run in the long-running hit Chicago. She said, it's just the biggest dream come true. I can't believe this is real life. I'm going to cry. Can Ariana sing? Well, she studied musical theater at Flagler College and first moved to New York City after graduation with hopes of landing a spot on the Great White Way. She never made it, instead moved to LA, where she would go on to find famous Vanderpump Rules. I feel like... All of the Vanderpump Rules stars can do something or act or are interested in either medium. Yeah, they were all like models and actors when we first met them. Yeah. So this is a role Lisa Rinna has played, Erica Jane has played. It's kind of like a reality star role. Well, in Britney's book, she talks about how she was offered it and she turned it down and she regrets that. Um, A lot of reality stars have hit. I saw the great Nene Leakes. On Broadway in Cinderella. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, but that's... No. Yeah, she was in Cinderella, but that's different than yeah, this. Yeah, no, but I don't know if I saw it with her as the fairy godmother or Fran Drescher as the fairy, fairy godmother. I remember I saw an iconic fairy godmother, but I can't remember if I'm conflating two different stories now. Well, that's a real Broadway role. Like, right. Nene's foray into acting was very real. This is, like, buzzy. Yes. And I feel like Nene's- it's always someone of note... Who would be good at, in the role? It's so crazy. I don't think as a society we talk enough about how Real Houses of Atlanta shot Nene Leakes to such stardom that she actually at one point left the show and, and lived in L.A. because she was getting so many legitimate acting roles. She was a huge role on Glee. On Roz Glee. Washington. Roz Washington. Then she was in that other show, The New Normal. Yeah, she was like, that was kind of her show. She was like a Ryan Murphy gal, kind of how like Kim is now like a Ryan Murphy groupie. We know Emma Roberts, he, Sarah Paulson. He has like a group of girls he loves. Nene Leakes was one of them. What happened? I don't know. I mean, Ross Washington is one of the greatest characters in cinematic history. It's true. She's this insane swim coach at the local high school in she, she's, she's the only one who could take on Sue Sylvester. Yes, Ross Washington. Like, so good. So good. Take me back. She was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. I wonder why she turned back home. Why it didn't work out. Yeah. I wonder if she had like a falling out with Ryan. Because yeah, he uses like Emma Roberts is in everything he does. Like that could have been me. For years. He he loves Leah Michelle. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she she was in Dynasty, by the way. She was? One episode. Okay. I was going to say. She probably did. Every episode. a lot of reality stars are like on their IMDb are in things like as themselves. Yeah. So she was on the new normal 22 episodes. She was on 13 episodes of Glee. And that's really it. Mm. Uncle Drew. I don't know that one. That's not a Ryan Murphy production. I wonder what happened. I wonder what happened too. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? No. No. Yeah. The fifth and final story is brought to you by L'Oreal. The new L'Oreal Bar- Paris Bright Reveal Dark Spot Serum and Broad Spectrum SPF 50 Daily Lotion. Dark spots, game over. Dark spots are like the most annoying thing on the planet. You need to prevent them. You need to, you know, take care of them. And L'Oreal has a duo, two fabulous products to treat them and then to prevent them. So first, we we got to be wearing sunblock under our makeup girlies. Like we absolutely need to. And I know a lot of people don't like to do it because they leave a white cast and like your makeup looks weird. But not the Broad Spectrum SPF 50 Daily Lotion from L'Oreal. It will protect you from the sun. You know, dark spots are intensified by the sun. It is lightweight and a non-greasy product. It is a sunscreen that has an invisible texture. So it will blend seamlessly with all, with your skin tone and it primes really well with makeup. Put it on under your makeup and just stop, start listening to me. Then, you know, life happens. You will get some dark spots. That's why you got to try the L'Oreal Paris Bright Reveal Dark Spot Serum. 
After 12 weeks, you can see up to 40% less visible less visibility on post-acne marks, 43% less visibility on dark spots, and 49% more even tone. In one week, it will start fading even the most stubborn of dark spots, and after two weeks, your skin will look clearer, your skin texture will look refined and smooth. It's made for all skin tones, it's suitable for sensitive skin, and it's formula validated by dermatologists. So discover the new Bright Reveal Dark Spot Duo. Visit Target online and in store to buy yours today. Those two products are the L'Oreal Paris Bright Reveal Dark Spot Serum, and then the Broad Spectrum SPF 50 Daily Lotion. Today's episode is also brought to you by Seed. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is a broad spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains for whole body benefits, including gut, skin, and heart health. Everyone's talking about gut health, gut mania, gut, 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 gut. What can you actually do? I feel like a lot of people are talking about a lot of things, but everyone's talking about Seed. The probiotic that actually works because it is designed to survive your digestive tract, to actually start working. If you've taken a probiotic or a prebiotic and you haven't felt like it does anything, that's because a lot of times it won't survive your digestive tract. Seeds got that taken care of. There's also a lot of reasons why you would want to take care of your gut health, start taking a probiotic or a prebiotic. Number one is digestion. Like you don't feel like you're a regular girly who's making big soft duties. Seeds will take care of it. A lot of your skin issues can be connected to your gut health. Seed can help with that. So visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed, S-E-E-D dot com slash toast and use code toast. Just a great thing to add to your morning routine. Every single morning, you'll start seeing results becoming regular. Maybe your skin will clear up. Your gut will be better. It works amazing. You're pooping every day. Your body will feel great and it'll become a non-negotiable in your everyday routine. So visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed, S-E-E-D.com slash toast, code toast, T-O-A-S-T. Thank you, Seed, for sponsoring today's episode. Thank you, Turdy, for telling us about Seed sponsoring today's episode. It's been an absolute pleasure. Our fifth and final story, Oxford's 2023 Word of the Year is here, and it is... I think I know. Riz. Yes. So I learned a lot yesterday, because I obviously I knew the word Riz. It's a, ki- it's a word that the kids use. It means like swag. You're like, oh, he's got a lot of Riz. It comes but from the I- word, derived from the word charisma. I didn't know that. And it actually makes me like the word a lot more. I love the word charisma. I think it's a grossly underused term. And it's going to be continue to un- be underused, though, because it's been supplanted by Riz. Right. But did you know Riz before this story? No, and I never heard of the word. And I don't know if that makes me, like, really out of... The it jargon doesn't. or, like, Oxford kind of is using a word that isn't the word of the year. Like, that... It's not the word of the year. It's very, very niche. People really don't use it. It's just like a slang word that exists, but it hasn't been like um, assimilated into language in the way that a lot of slang words have. It doesn't make you in the know. It's kind of like a crazy thing. Yeah, because the other options for word of the year were situationship, which- Oh God, I fucking hate that word. Cringe. Yeah. Swifty. That would have just been like embarrassing if they chose that and thirsty seeming. And the other word is prompt, which would have been used because of AI, like you have to give a prompt. Oh. It's a stretch. I feel like AI would have been a better word of the year. I want to ask you. Okay, so tell me if you know these like current hot slang words, okay? Mid. Like mid-level, average. Yes, used to insult or degrade something of an opposing opinion, labeling, labeling it as average or poor, poor quality. Okay, yeah, that's pretty... Like, his his new girl is mid. It's pretty literal. I can get behind it. Simp. Simp is, like, when you're being, like, kind of, like, desperate and thirsty, like, simping over someone, like, eyes wide open, but you're kind of being yes. a loser about it. When someone does way too much for a person that they like. Yeah. You're being a loser. Drip. Trip? Drip. With a D. Um, Is that, like, when you have swagger? Like, you've... Kind of. When something is very cool, like it can be used to describe an outfit or an accessory. Like, oh, look at that drip. Look at that swagger. Yes, I'm correct. No, but it's more of like a physical thing. One thing is a drip? No, like it would be describing something physical where swagger, I think, is more personality. I think of swagger also as physical. So what I'm thinking, I just didn't articulate it, but I am thinking of the same thing. Yes. Three for three. Bet. Bet? B-E-T. That's like... I, I think of it literally as, you know, like, uh, that's true. Bet on it. Like, 
No. Oh. Uh, that like almost like the truth. Like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. An expression that means I agree. Great. <laughs> Bet. Yeah. All right. Let's do one yeah. more. I feel like you either know this one for sure or you don't. Cap. Cap. Like uh, no cap versus cap. Like uh, I'm calling a lid. Like like. like I'm calling a lid. <laughs> like cap. Like period. Period. No, it means lying. Like oh. no cap. Jack, you look gorgeous today. No cap. No lie. Yeah. And then if somebody says something, you're like, yeah, sure. You're like, okay, cap. <laughs> you, they say like that. Okay, cap. Yeah, like cap. Okay, do more. Do more. I'm learning. I'm oh, okay. learning a lot. Sheesh. Sheesh. Of course. Sheesh. Like, woof. No. It's like when you're really impressed. Sheesh. But you have to be impressed. It can't be like, sheesh. Something amazed or impressed. It can't be like, sheesh. I'm not going in that lake. No, that's like how old Jewish people okay, would do sheesh. Okay. But now the young, cool people are saying, sheesh. They say it like that. They okay, do. I've never heard that. Um, you're definitely not going to know NPC. Mm -mm. Someone who doesn't think for themselves. But what does it stand for? So NPC is a type of live that people do. And so you'll come across someone's live and they're like pretending to be a doll. It's so stupid. Okay, but I like that. Someone who's, who doesn't think for themselves. Bussin. Bussin. I actually don't know. You should just start using it. Like when something's really good, like these potato chips are bussin. I love that. I love that. That um, word is bussin. I think we got all the of them. wheels on the bus and go round and round, round and round, round. That's my bussin. Um, so Riz. Riz is the word of the year and, and it's not. And it's not. I'm so glad you brought that yeah, up. Yeah. Do I have a question um, for you? Do you yeah. think that you have Riz? Charisma? Yes, I do. I know I do. Okay. <laughs> I fucking do. I know it. By the way, everything's coming up roses. That's charisma. <laughs> For sure. By the way, we need to talk about something that happened last week. No, we don't. What? Because everybody's saying that I don't know how to do cross-eyed. <laughs> that you didn't do cross-eyed when you said. We had a whole conversation about how I love doing cross-eyed and then I did it and people were like, you're not doing it. So maybe you, I, okay, I, let me do it for real. Like, I, I know you could do cross-eyed. I would like, I would go to bat for you. Bet she yeah. can do cross-eyed. Bet. And those cross eyes? No cap. Those no cross cap. eyes are bussin'. <laughs> My cross eyes are bussin'. But you have to show everyone because you actually, okay. you got too excited. I didn't, you didn't do, it. do it. Okay. Okay, ready? Now I'm like nervous. Like maybe I'm not doing it. You right? are. Let me, okay. I think that was it. Did I do I it? Think it? I think okay. those cross eyes were bussin'. My cross eyes were bussin'. Now, what else is bussin' is that our show is not nearly over because we have Dear Toasters and we have an update. An update? Should I start with the update or end with the update? Start. It ends start, with Because update. now you've got me okay. titillated. So we had a bride who wrote in recently about her mom's boyfriend coming right, to the wedding. Right, right. And we had told her, like, it sounded like she was being, like, a little selfish. Like, we understand they haven't been together for so long and you're grieving your dad. But, like, you do want your mom to be happy at a day that's really important to her. And I was really curious if she like vehemently was just going to ignore us and disagree. Hey, Jackson Latterd, I was the wenchy bride who didn't want her mom to bring a date to my wedding since my dad had passed. I realized I was a problem. Hi, it's me. I ended up telling my mom her man was more than welcome. They danced and had a great time together. They have since broken up. But I do not regret inviting him since she had such a great time and a friend to be with all night. Thank you guys for being so honest and giving me the sisterly advice that I needed. I just got chills. See? Thank you for being a self-aware queen who's open to feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that your mom had a fun night dancing the night away. And me hopefully too. you put him at the end of the picture so you could crop him out. I doubt she put him in the pictures. It's a boyfriend. You don't, you don't put the boyfriend. See, the thing is, you do something nice for someone who makes you feel good. Yeah. And you, we all win. Even though they broke up. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's something... Even... At a wedding, you just want a dancing partner. Even if you're not even in a relationship, like you bring a friend, like you want to have someone to dance with. Yeah. Especially at your daughter's wedding. Now, our next submission is maybe one of the biggest red flags I've ever experienced in Toast Herstory. Ooh, okay. 
The other night, while my husband and I were in the bathroom getting ready for bed, he was sitting on the side of the tub and I was naked. And then he blurted out, it makes me so sad that you won't always have this good of a body. My heart broke instantly. And long story short, we just went to bed completely silent. I'm literally 21. I go to the gym daily. I have yet to have kids, obviously. You literally don't even need to explain you and your body. Obviously, but I'm probably at my peak. But like, really? Maybe I'm wrong for being so hurt by that comment. Or maybe he's just an ass. Help. Well, first of all, husband 21. That's young. I I didn't realize that when I was reading this. Was this her husband, she said? Yeah. And he sits on the edge of the tub while she bathes? She didn't say she was in the bath, but she said he was sitting on the side of the tub and I was naked. So I assume she was in the tub immersed in water. Like, I feel, just feel like a tub should be you time. Oh, really? Ben comes in when I'm in the tub all the oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah, like I like to talk and I sometimes need him to bring me pretzels. Uh, I guess. I guess I just take me time where I can get it. The idea of yeah, having Yeah, but also me Ben is always stealing my body wash, so I scream because he needs to go get it for me from the shower. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I do need something brought, but we're not having conversation. But also, you take longer baths than I do, so I'm not... Yes. Okay. Regardless. You're fixating on the wrong part. I, I don't think it's weird that her husband would keep her company Not weird, in but just like, get out of my face for a second. Get the fuck out of my face, ho. Yeah. So this is a bad comment. But I do think... No, it's no, bad. No, it's bad. But I, I think that sometimes like men can be very immature. And yes, maybe at 21, he thinks, oh, I want you to look like this forever. But then he will, hopefully, if he's like a good, decent man with depth like when he sees you get pregnant and give birth to his children he will appreciate that body even more like I think there's a chance that this is like a very shallow nasty thing to say but it's also just could be like naive and he doesn't even know what's waiting for him because I've seen so many you know like reels these corny poetic reels about like men who talk about how like they appreciate their wife's bodies every stretch mark every curve like it brought them their family it's a vessel through which it gives them it gives life to their children those breasts like I think that perhaps he could mature with age and that he won't actually always feel this way forever but it's just a dumb fucking thing to say no and I do think you should like talk to him about a why it's hurtful b like to know that it's wrong just so that sort of mentality doesn't stay you know yeah like I I do think I I could definitely agree with you and see it like being chalked up to these are two really young people and like young people say dumb things and years later they realize how wrong they were. But I do think planting the seed now being like why this was hurtful and why it's wrong and why it's damaging like is important in in terms of his growth. Yeah, I agree. You should say something. And you could also be like, I wish you would look like that way forever. Makes me sad that you won't. Yeah, you big ugly turd. just an eye for an eye. Uh, Leaves us all blind as we should be because if I can't see, neither can you, bitch. Half blind. It was only ever one eye. It was only ever one eye. So why should you have two and I have one? I agree. Not in my world. Boop. What if I just, what if I just scooped that little eye right out? And what if I took it for myself? And now I have two and you have one. (laughs) And you're cross-eyed with two different eyes. (laughs) Okay, ready for our third and final one? This is funny. Hey, Jackson Lutchard. I am dating a total pjom, and we recently exchanged gifts for our anniversary. As one of the gifts, he gave me a purse that is 100% fake Dior. I knew it instantly because of the packaging, and we are college students, and a real bag would have just cost way too much. I was grateful, but mentioned nothing of the fakeness, and neither did he. I am not at all a snob who needs a real designer, but I'm just not a designer girly. I prefer simple pieces, and I do feel cringe wearing a designer, fake designer, item because I just never cared about labels do I say anything I am not mad at all and he gave me plenty of amazing gifts but I lightly cringe when I see the bag and I just don't know if he thinks that it's real I think it's oh sorry I just don't know if he thinks it's real slash thinks I think it's real right does it even matter help a girly out who's non-confrontational but would feel better if it was not an unspoken fact that he gifted me a fake bag yeah that's really awkward also because you need to make sure he doesn't get it something like that ever again because you don't like it like there if you are someone who like is fine with a fake that's go and that you would love the bag like yeah who cares but if he thinks he slayed the gift department like he needs to know like I'm fine you don't need to get me a new gift like it's this is fine but like going forward I don't want fake bags this isn't my style no but she doesn't even want designer bags like she says it's not my style right you need to find a way to communicate that. Even designer bags, like, 
without making him feel bad about his gift. You need to let like a bunch of time pass so it's not like so fresh. But there's just an element of this that's like actually really sweet. Of course. Like that he thinks he thinks he got her a Dior. Or bag. does he? Or does he think that he like found a really good fake and that he slayed? I don't know. Men like don't know about counterfeit stuff. I think they do. You know? They have like, their own. I mean, if he's into like true, you know, there's counterfeit Yeezy. jerseys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe he thinks he like pulled a fast one over. But like you would obviously think like how did my college age boyfriend who's on a budget buy me a three thousand dollar Dior bag? Like I guess you could come at it like really um, ignorantly and be like, I feel like you spent too much on this bag. Like I know how much this love, bag love. <laughs> we should return it. I know how much this bag costs. Like yeah, we should return it. And then if he admit like oh no, babe, it's fake. And, and then, but then how do you? You should say well, uh, still I don't want I don't want designer and I don't want fake. Playing dumb is my absolute favorite thing to do. Yeah. No, like it's it's too much, babe. Let's let's go back to the store and return it. Yeah, where'd you get it again? The mall. Yeah, yeah. Play dumb. Love that. You, but you should let him know because you don't want him to keep doing this. That's really the issue. It's not. No, but it's, it's also not the so one sweet. bag. You can have any. Everyone gets a gift they don't yeah. like, and you just put it on the shelf. But it's about yeah. going forward. One, if he was conned. Right, right. And two, right. like, you don't want him to keep getting gifts of this elk. It's, like, so sweet. It is sweet. He sounds, like, so cute. I'm not mad. Unless he, like, was trying to buy her a fake bag and passing it off as real. Like, there's so many different combinations of how this. I know. What does he know? You know? And, like, what is he trying to think you know? Right. Was he taking advantage of Honestly, or is he taking advantage of you and your kindness and your generousness of spirit? You got to say that the gift was too much and you want to return it. That's the only way forward here. <laughs> it's simply the only way. Yeah, you have to find out how much he knows, but you also have to course correct. You have a lot of work to cut out for you. I don't envy you. We do Dear Toasters every Wednesday. And if you ever want to write in about something that's going on in your life, we will, of course, always keep it anonymous. And you can do so by emailing deartoasters at gmail.com or you can go to our website, thetoastpodcast.com. There's a little submission box when you scroll down, also completely anonymous. We will help you out. And if we have helped you out in recent weeks, months, or years, and you have an update for us, like, did you take our advice? Did it work? Did you not take our advice? Did you wish you did? Don't leave the toasters hanging. We love doing updates. Thank you to the girl who wrote in today with her update. You can also send us an email, deartoasters at gmail.com with an update. Just put update in the, uh, what? I was just thinking, because I was like, I know we had a good title, for the episode when we were talking and I'm like trying to remember it because what I thought you were about to make fun of me because I said the word update like 50 oh, times in one no, sentence. No, no, no. I was just thinking of what today's title is and I remembered. Okay. And I remembered and it's so funny. Let me think. Do you not have that feeling when we were saying something like, oh, that's the title? A plus B plus C oh, equals D. Oh, good. Okay. What, what is Those yours? Those cross eyes are bussing. <laughs> That's the title. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Millennial Morning Show, where we deal with the fast life stories that you need to know every Monday to Friday on YouTube. If watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts and rare podcasts can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, Public Radio, Radio Cast, Box, all the places where this podcast find us. Toast. <gasps> Leave a five star review about our beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Have a great day. Happy Hump Day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. Bye. Love ya. Bye. <laughs>